Welcome guys, Nancy AF. This is Nancy Anderson and today I'm diving into a little bit of spiritual stuff. So if that doesn't resonate with you, just go ahead and turn this off. Skip to a different episode maybe. Um, I have done a few readings and one hypnosis session that I keep getting requests for to share about. Now I'm just going to tell you before I even get into anything, this is um, pretty spiritually, I don't know, mature. So if you are not quite there yet, if you haven't gone through your spiritual awakening, this is probably not going to resonate with you. Um, and it might even trigger you. So this is your warning right here. All right. I'm in a weird spot. I don't know how to get into this, but I did two readings and a hypnosis. Okay. Let's just go by one by one. First, my very first reading I did with a psychic I really like that I'm not going to say her name because every time I say who I see, that person blows up and raises their prices and then I can't see them anymore. So I'm not even going to tell you her name. But she's in L.A. And um, I've been seeing her for years. She's really good. Um, we went into some past lo- life stuff. And one past life that came up for me really was kind of wild. So, like, basically, I was um, a woman. Okay, so let me just start by saying, ever since I was little, I have been obsessed with the early 1900s. I mean, I'm talking like 1910, 1920, 1925, like, obsessed I was obsessed with Titanic, like to the point where I saw the movie by myself in theaters while I was in theaters nine times. I would have my mom drive me to the movie theaters, drop me off by myself, and then I'd go watch that long ass movie alone. I was obsessed. Like it just resonated with me. Not like the love story, but the era, the clothing, the the people, like the characters. Like it was just so it was so familiar to me, right? So I was obsessed with it. And I became really obsessed with the Titanic, um, like, sinking of the ship. I, oh, my God, I was, like, so obsessed. I would read, like, books about it. I wanted to know all the people that were on board. I wanted to know their names. I wanted to know their children's names. I wanted to know who was still alive. Like, it was just, like, kind of a, it was, like, a weird obsession. And, Just so you guys know, I actually don't watch TV or movies. Like, that's not something that I'm into. It's not like I'm a movie buff. Like, I literally don't do that. Um, I can't even tell you the last show that I've, like, ever watched. Like, it's been, like, years. I do not watch TV. Um, Or movies, I should say. Unless they're kid movies, right? So, anyway, I never really understood why this resonated so deeply with me. But every time, like, there's a Titanic, like, museum that's, like, in town, like, I go to it, and I'm just, like, the whole time, I, my jaw is just, like, on the ground. Like, I just, like, I'm obsessed with every artifact and every fact and every everything about it. It's so wild. So, you know, the Titanic started in, it was like, it kicked off in England, Southampton, I believe, and was on its way to New York City. And it um, sunk on the way. So... This past life came up for me right away. Uh, I was a woman that lived in New York City in the early 1900s. And um, 
like right as soon as that came up, I was like, this is this is me for sure. That's my soul because the 1900 early 1900s have always resonated with me so very deeply, like to like a very weird level. Um, and I was the daughter of a pretty rich family, just like well off, not like royalty or anything, just like for that time in that era, like we definitely were like upper class, I would say. And, um, but I was like a very uh, tomboyish kind of girl. Like I didn't really want to wear dresses all the time. Like I wanted to wear like pants and um, I wanted to work. I didn't want to like get married off. My parents wanted me to go to college just so I could meet this dude, like some guy that was rich who would take care of me and I didn't want to. I wanted to go to college because I wanted to learn, which like people didn't really go to college back then, especially women. And the only reason women would go to college back then is to meet like a suitable fella. So that was why my parents sent me to school and they could send me, they could send me to college because I, we were well off. So I go to university and graduate and like, obviously I didn't meet anyone to marry, but I came back with like skill set and I was like knowledgeable and I really wanted to be a reporter, a journalist. And, uh, no one gave me a job because, you know, women didn't really work back then. It was much like a man's world, especially like journalism. So, I was just like really into um, to reporting the news. And basically my dad had like a lot of connections at the time. And my parents really loved me in that lifetime, which was great. I'm so glad to hear that <laughs> for me at some point. Um, and he basically pulled some strings and got me a job at uh, a newspaper because one of his friends, I guess, like owned it or he had some like high connections or whatever. And they basically got me a job and kind of like told me I was going to be like this assistant journalist, but really what I was, which is like a secretary. And that's what I was doing, you know, but it at least gave me like a job, which I knew this was like probably the best it was going to get. Like I wasn't going to be hired as a journalist, but at least I could get my foot in the door at a newspaper and like work, whatever. Anyway, I was this huge activist for like women's right, basically rights, basically. And what I was really passionate about in that lifetime was giving women the right to use birth control because back then women basically would have like seven, eight, nine kids. Like they would just keep having kids and kids and more and more and more and more and more because there was no birth control and like husbands wanted to have sex, I guess. And, um, I thought that was unfair. Like if the wife said she's done having kids, like she should be able to be done having kids. But birth control wasn't widely accepted, and it was actually on the black market during that time, and it just started coming out. Um, and I would go into communities in New York City and basically on the low, like illegally slide women birth control because I wanted them to have a choice, and I wanted them to have power over their own lives. Which, I mean, doesn't this sound just like me? I mean, you guys, this looks, sounds just like me. Um, although I don't, do it for, I don't do it with birth control in this life, but I certainly do it with pregnancy fitness and health and self-care, you know. Um, so that's basically what I did. Like on this, I would go to like, I would put on, because I was like, you know, well off. I'd put on all these like charity events and I would like go to these chariot events and I would like talk everyone up and I basically would get everyone that was rich to like donate money and I would take that money and I would turn that money into birth control and then I would take that birth control and go and give it to poor women in the city in these neighborhoods for free I would like slide it to them like a drug deal almost and then they would take birth control and just be like oh, I don't know I'm just not getting pregnant but really they were done having kids they already had eight kids they don't want to have 12 or 11 or like whatever you know so 
that was super freaking interesting to me and just resonates so deeply. Like I can so that just hits home in my soul, like really does. Um, and in that lifetime, I um, I didn't want kids and I was, you know, 30 and still didn't have like a husband and that was not um, welcomed in that time. Like my parents are really frustrated with me in that life because, you know, I wanted to work and I wanted to be charitable and I wanted to be an activist, um, but I didn't want to be a housewife. I didn't want to marry anyone, you know. So finally in like, you know, early to mid 30s, which is like very, very old (laughs) in that time to be getting married, I did find someone that was very much like me, Um, quite an activist, not for women's birth control, but for other things and an outside. We were very, um, him and I were very forward thinkers um, and we uh, didn't really play by the rules of that time. It was almost like we were we were time travelers from, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 years in the future, but we were actually living in the early 1900s um, with mindsets that were much more advanced than the early 1900s. Um, so I did end up marrying this, this fellow under the uh, understanding that I am not going to have kids. I do not want to have kids in this lifetime. Um, I want to work. I want to travel. I want to experience life and I don't want kids. And that's just what it's going to be for me. And he, uh, you know, accepted that and wanted to also, I guess, be with me. So we did end up, I did end up getting married in that lifetime. And uh, my husband that lifetime was actually my husband this lifetime. And we, she was describing my, the personality of my husband in that lifetime. And it was very much the personality of my husband in this lifetime, which um, is just like a very a logical person, um, someone that, you know, uh, didn't necessarily care about women having birth control Uh, But he saw how much I cared about it. Therefore, he did like everything in his power to help me achieve the goal of getting that choice to women Uh, and really changing, really changing. uh, That's a very pivotal moment in human history where we now have the ability to control and give that woman a choice whether she wants to have kids or not. Um, and that's very much my husband. Like, my husband now, Max, like, does not, no offense, but care about pregnancy fitness or anything that <laughs> has to do with any of that. Um, but he sees how much it means to me. Therefore, he's, like, all on board. Like, I will do whatever to help you achieve this because I know how much it means to you. Um, this, I've had a lot of past lives come through guys. I mean, I've lived thousands of times, um, this life. And I mean, it goes into way more detail than I just explained. Like we talked about this lifetime for probably 45 minutes and this is 10 minutes into the podcast. Um, so I could go much deeper in what was going on that lifetime, but, uh, just to kind of give you like a snapshot of what it is that like boring you guys too much. That this lifetime talking, you know, resonating or hearing about this lifetime resonates with me so deeply. And I have heard about all kinds of different lifetimes with me. This one is one of the ones that probably resonates the the most, probably second to the most. There's one other one that I'm going to tell you about later that actually resonates more with me. Um, 
And it was just like, it was such a beautiful past life uh, regression because there were so many parallels of things that I did in that life that directly prepped me for this life. Um, and, and most of that was basically how to, um, (laughs) I don't want to say like swindle, but how to present things and organize things and, uh, make things happen that might not be widely accepted yet, but I know that it will be right. Like I, I, I knew the world, you know, was heading towards, you know, mass distribute distribution of, birth control and the ability to give that choice to every woman, we were just way behind, you know, at the time people were just behind on that. But I knew that's, that's the choice they should have. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to find a way to give them that choice now. And, uh, you know, it was through, like, I guess I was like a good, I was like a smooth, not a smooth talker, but like kind of is what, uh, kind of the impression that I got. And it's kind of like the same, like now, although I'm still like working on that. It's it's like, you know, I know that it will be widely accepted for women to train moderately to very intense in their pregnancy. And it is safe for baby, not only safe, but beneficial for both parties. And this will be a widely accepted and practiced thing in 10 years, in 15 years. Um, it's still not widely accepted. Like guys, it's not. There is so much fear still around this. There are so many people that aren't on board with it. There's so many doctors that aren't on board with it. And like, I know better, right? I know the science, I have experience and I also have a lot of intuition. Like this is where we're headed. This is gonna be not like mandatory for pregnant women, but like it will be, you know? And like same with nutrition and pregnancy and same with supplementation and pregnancy and mental and emotional um, management, stress management in pregnancy. Like we, we, you know, so it's kind of like, it's so many parallels in that life and this life. Like I know that we're not there yet, but I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Therefore, to, to the first adopters that, you know, get it and that see what I see, I'm going to help those people get that now so they don't miss out on it when everyone else is doing it in 10 years or 15 years. And you're like, oh, I wish someone would have known about that 10 years ago. Well, you do. It's me and I'm helping everyone right now do it. Um, same with bouncing back post-pregnancy and the postnatal period and diastasis. Like people don't fucking even know what that shit is. And, um, you know, I could go on and on about it and you guys hear me talk about that all the time, so I won't even bore you with it. But I just feel ahead of the game. I walk around in this life ever since I was a little girl feeling like an outsider, um, feeling like a, almost like an alien. Like I just feel like people don't, don't understand me. I feel like way like I don't want to say like more advanced because I don't think I'm like smarter than anyone, but I think I'm spiritually more in touch and in tune and intuitively. It just I just I can't even explain it, guys. It's just like a feeling I have. And I just feel like a lot of people don't understand. I feel like everyone's walking around with their eyes closed. And then there's a small percentage of us that have their eyes open. And we feel like aliens because no one else gets it, you know. Um, and there, th- th- this lifetime in New York City, it just so much resonated with me. So I spent a summer in New York City when I was an undergrad. Um, and... I had never been to New York City before. Like I was like, um, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20. The first time I ever went to New York, which is weird because I grew up on the East Coast. You think like someone would have taken me there, but um, no. And I, you know, really resonated with me. I really wanted to go to New York, New York, New York, New York, New York City, New York City, New York City. And it's like, why? Like, why did I want to go there? Like there's so many other places like to go. It's so crowded, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
something just like when I went and went there the first time, it was just like it felt very uh, familiar, very familiar with to me. Um, and I spent the summer there and I actually was going to move to New York City before uh, like right before Max and I started dating, I, I planned on moving to New York City. And when we first started dating, I told him that plan. I'm like, I think I'm going to move to New York. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, awesome. And I'm like, wait a second. Don't you want me to stay here with you? And but like, whatever. And anyway, we ended up moving to California instead of me moving to New York. But I probably would have ended up in New York if again in this lifetime, if it would not have been for Max getting a job in California and that take us, took us to California. And this is why I love past life regression so much. And this is why I recommend them to literally every single person that will listen to me, like go do a past life regression, do it, do it, do it, save up and do it because you will learn so much about your purpose and your spirit, honestly, like your soul in this lifetime, if you visit a past lifetime, and if there is any karma left over from a past lifetime, which like, that's a thing too. Like people are like, I don't know why, but ever since I was little, I just had this fear of X, Y, and Z. Well, like that's probably coming from a past lifetime. So if you visit that lifetime that you had that issue or that you had that karma happen, or you had that whatever, it like instantly clears the karma. It like instantly addresses it so that you can move on. Um, and that's happened to me like over and over and over again, which I'm going to get into here in a sec. Um, but that's kind of the, the biggest thing I took away from that reading was that that lifetime that I've been obsessed with since I was little and I had no idea I couldn't put the dots together. Um, and I actually want to dive back into that lifetime at some point because I want to look for the connection to the Titanic because there had to have been someone on that ship that I knew or that there was, there was there's something there still and I didn't have time to get into that because it was only like a 45 minutes or whatever but that is going to be the next time I do a past life regression I'm going to try to dive back into that lifetime because I still feel like there's a link there that I haven't um, learned so I'll keep you posted with that but for that whole that one reading that I did uh, recently, those that's kind of like all the takeaway points for me is like I drew a lot of parallels to this life. It's like I've been living the same life over and over and over again, just plugging in different characters. Like my goal, my my like missions have been like very similar, guys. I feel like the last like five to twenty lifetimes on Earth, on Earth as a human not talking about all my lifetimes because I definitely haven't been human for all of them, um, which I'm going to get into later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been on earth for a while. I've been part of the awakening. And I think if you're listening to this, you probably are part of it too, that we came here during this time to raise the vibration of the planet, which that resonates very deeply with me. But I think we've all been well, at least I think for me, at least I have been practicing for this lifetime for like a really long time. And if you remember correctly, when I did my last past life or my last hypnosis, I actually mentioned that when I was connecting to my higher self that she has been working on. That's so crazy. That I just got the chills that she has been working on this for so long. And this is the lifetime where she finally get, nails it. Wow, that's so crazy. I, that just like clicked for me. Okay, so let's let's put that that was that reading, um, and we're just gonna. There was other stuff on that reading, but maybe I'll talk about that later. So I also did this hypnosis session, 
<laughs> with a shaman. And I didn't record it, guys. And I'm going to be honest with you. I can't even like talk about it because it was just so... I don't even know what happened. I don't even know what happened. I didn't do any like microdosing or any of that. But she basically took me into this like little room in the back of her like house. It was like a guest house basically. And I like lay on this table and she started doing like all these chants in like a language that like I've never heard before. And she started like pointing out like all these issues. You have ex-boyfriend issues like right here. And like when she would say that and touch that. I just got that pain again. Oh my God, that is fucking so strange. Right under my right rib cage, I get this like, sh- this like, it's almost like a runner's stitch. You know how you're running and you like get a stitch in your side? That's what it feels like, but it's not in my side. It's right under my right rib cage. And she was like, You must have had your heart broken a lot, like in the past, like not with my husband, but like when I was younger. And I was like, yeah, but I'm like, hasn't everyone? Like, I don't know. Um, but, like, as soon as she said that, it's like I got, like, a fucking physical pain in my right. And I, like, and then that that area hurt me for, like, three days after that. And she didn't even, like, touch it. And then I, when I just brought that up, I got that fucking pain again. So that must mean that I haven't dealt with it 100%. Anyway, so she did all these other things, like, you have father stuff here, you have whatever stuff here, you have past life, whatever here. And then she did this like clearing where she was like talking to like her spirit guides and I guess my spirit guides. I have no fucking idea. All I know is I was in like a meditative state. I was holding these huge ass crystals in my hands and the crystals got so fucking hot. Like so fuck. The room was probably 70 degrees, you know, but I was holding these crystals in my hand. And then by the time they were done, the crystals were like hot, like not warm, but like hot to touch it was crazy I had so much I guess energy coming out um and she went through like my whole body and she was like every area she's like okay I need to work on this area lower left da, 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 da. and then she would say something in a different language I don't even know what it was and then she's like I need you guys to go in there and take you see that right there I need you to take that out da, 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 da. it was like this whole thing and I know some of you guys that maybe don't like resonate with this kind of stuff and you think all oh, this is woo woo you're gonna think that maybe she was making it up but I'm telling you when I got off that fucking table I felt different like very different and then you have to do this whole thing where it's like you have to start this meditation practice you have to start uh writing so like every night you have to take out the trash and taking out the trash basically means that you write a stream of conscious on a paper for 11 minutes or 12 minutes straight and um bad things good things you just like purge out all emotional anything that's coming to you and then you immediately burn it and you sage yourself and then um you also have to do like your, um, what's it called? Not mantras. Uh, what's it called? Aff- affirmations every day. There's like a whole list of shit to do. It's like this candle. You have to do this, so all these like ceremonial things. Right. And I kind of was like, uh, like this is a lot for me. So I started, you know, I left, I can't even, I'm sorry. I can't even go into like super details about what else happened in there. Cause I fucking don't even know. All I know, my body was like tingling. I was definitely vibrating way higher. This lady, this shaman was like, she's fucking connected dude on like a different fucking level. And I don't even understand. I don't even understand it. Like, but she is very good at what she does. She charged like 750 fucking dollars for it. And she has like a wait list and clients that come back to her year after year. I mean, the girl, she's very, she knows what she's doing, obviously. Like, and, um, yeah, she has you do stuff where you're like screaming and you're like hitting shit. And, um, 
after you're done, you literally like your arms and like you're just you're just on a different realm. You're like vibrating much higher. You just purge out energy that you didn't even think was like harmful that was like in you or whatever. So I'm going to kind of not talk about that one anymore because it was just like so it was just like so out there and I can't even so I'm going to move on from that one and talk about this other one that is what's really out there I think okay so about a couple days went by after that um, hypnosis session and then I had a reading with this is all part of like this kind of cluster of readings and past life regressions and hypnosis sessions that I was doing I feel like I was in like a spiritual like leap forward almost um like I feel like it needed to get done so I scheduled I don't know why but I've never done that before but I scheduled three of them back to back to back which I usually don't do that um and I saw Elizabeth April I'll tell you guys her name Elizabeth April if um that name resonates with you look her up if not you shouldn't look her up because she might be putting out content that could be very triggering to some people depending on where they are in their like awakening phase so anyway i consume her a lot of her content i a lot of what she says resonates very deeply with me and i she doesn't do one-on-one readings anymore but she opened a couple up and i like snagged one i like emailed her assistant right away and i was like would love to grab this reading like i'll come up to la or i'll do it on the phone i'll pay right now you just let me know and i got a reading which was awesome and the reading was so freaking good you guys it was unbelievable first of all this girl is freaking talented like she is connected. She's like 27 or 28, uh, lives in LA. She is, dude, on a different level, on a different level. We get on, it was a Skype session. We get on and she knows who I am because I consume a lot of her content. I'm like always like writing her and stuff like, yes, girl. Oh my God, preach, you know, <laughs> and just trying to be supportive of what she's doing. And, um, like all of you are to me, hopefully, but I, um, as soon as we go to the call, she's like, first of all, you have this beautiful yellow energy about you, and you're super intuitive, like, very, very, very intuitive. She's like, I want to say empath, and you are an empath, but it's almost like you're just, you're just, your intuition's, like, on a different level, almost, and she's, like, going on about kind of just talking about me in general, and she's, you know, one, the major issue I'm telling you right now with you is, like, you try, you are so in tune with energy that anytime your energy is off where you think it should be, or anytime your kid's energy energy is off where you think they should be you're constantly trying to bring everyone back to center where you know if you're a little bit over here to the left you're constantly trying to bring yourself back to the right instead of just letting your energy be where it is in that moment you're you know you're spiritual you're emotional you're whatever to be where it is in that moment and trusting that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. She's like, I know you saw, I told her I saw a shaman. And I'm like, I was like, I have to do all this stuff. And she was like, listen, you can keep doing that stuff because it, it is beneficial for sure. It will help you along your path. But if you want, you can literally throw it all out the fucking window because all you need to know is you need to start trusting. Every day I want you to channel and like use the, the mantra, I trust I am exactly where I need to be. And she started kind of like diving into like showing me that, you know, it's all about God. She's just so good. You guys, she just was nailing so much. She's like, you know, you, you don't even trust in your own businesses to be 
as successful as you think they can be. So you're always trying to start something else. So you have like a backup plan. She's like, I don't want you to have backup plans anymore. She's like, if you start a business and you believe in that business, I want you to stay focused on that business. Don't think about, oh, well, okay, I got that up and running. So now I'm going to go to this other thing in case like that doesn't work out. Then I'll still be able to feed my family with this business. And that is so right on, dude. Like, she doesn't know who I am in that like aspect. Like I participate on uh in her stuff on a personal channel where she can't really she doesn't really know who I am, if that makes sense. It's not like she went to my website and she's like, Oh, I get it. She's a fitness instructor and she does this and whatever, whatever. Um, so just FYI for those of you that are like super skeptical, she doesn't know any background information about me, just so you know. Um and she is just is exactly right. Like that's exactly what I do. I get a business I've been going and then I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I should do this on the side because I think like I could make X doing that. So if like this didn't work out, then I could still have X over here and then I could have X over here and then I could do this over here. This is what my husband basically yells at me about all the time is he wants me to stay focused on the plan. I'm always trying to like deviate from the plan to like add something else on. Oh, we should do this now. Oh, we should do this now. Oh, we should add this. Oh, we should start this. And um, it's actually really limiting me on being able to like take off in the way that I want to take off, which is like, it's not about, you know, obviously I want to make a lot of money. Like, obviously I want to make a lot of money, but it's not about money. It's about, um, achieving, reaching, and influencing the masses. And not like how many Instagram followers I have. I could give a fuck about that. It's about like people that use my products where I can like reach them through marketing or reach them through speeches or reach them through online training protocols. You know, it's not about social media. Like that doesn't resonate with me. Like I could care less about that. It's more about like my platform in general of there's a lot of other platforms that go on with an online business than like how many followers you have on Instagram. It's like email lists, membership um, uh, accounts like with your in, within your apps and how many products have you sold and how many people are, are inside your communities and like all this stuff. Um, so that was like, I just started laughing because I'm like, God, she's like, that's exactly, that's exactly what I do. And I don't even think you would know that if you followed me closely, because that's not something that like I actually like talk about or even like really recognize about myself until she brought it up. And this is why, again, I just highly, 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 highly recommend seeing people like this because they are the mirror that you sometimes need to help yourself move forward. Like we're all here for various different reasons. We all have these contracts that are supposed to be working on and sometimes you get off path and like someone like her is just really good tools. It's not like you need them, right? But they're just a good tool to get you on uh, your path, like where you're actually supposed to be. So, you know, she kind of started with that, talking about like businesses and stuff. And she's like, as soon as you, she basically, you're so busy trying to work on the next thing that these great opportunities come by and you don't even see them because you're so fucking busy working on the next thing that you can't even give your attention to something that's right in front of you that could be like this best the best opportunity for a business you already have to grow because you're over here looking at this next thing that you want to do and god like that's just so true so then she's like okay well, we need to dive in and see like why you're like this you know we need to dive in and, and see like why you think it's never you're never gonna you know it's never gonna be enough or like you know you're never not like good enough, but you know, you always have to have like this plan B and like the ball's going to drop and like something's going to happen and whatever. So she goes into these, um, past lives and like one was like in 
like, I don't know, 1400s or some shit, 1500s. And again, I was in um, this like really well-off family. I had like this amazing father who I was like best friends with, which that was great to hear because that definitely didn't happen in this lifetime. And um, basically like I was like his right-hand man, but I was like a girl and I was like super tomboyish. Again, like this, she does not know who I am and has not been in contact with any other readings that I've ever done. So there's like a lot of similar patterns coming up in this lifetime as a one from New York City, which, and then again, it sounds a lot like my lifetime now. So there's just like so many parallels. She's like, you were this tomboy. You, you were like really rich and like you had all these people taking care of all your stuff, but you actually didn't want them to take care of your stuff. You wanted to do everything yourself and you would sit in on your dad's business meetings like as a little girl and you would just like listen because like he had all these like things that he had going on I guess um which is how I guess my family had so much money at the time or currency or whatever they did back then for that and I just really wanted to be like a part of it like I was like one of the boys kind of thing which is like so like resonates with me and she's like you know even when you were little you were like always trying to like do things with your brothers that were like boy things and with your dad that were like business things and you were just like very unconventional girl at that point like you didn't like to wear dresses and you would try to ask to wear pants and all these things well anyway my dad ended up dying when I was like 13 or something and um it was like devastating for me I think he was like unhealthy a little bit overweight or something she said something about his heart I'm not really sure and um I was like devastated you know but ended up my mom in that lifetime ended up like bringing this other guy in he became like my stepdad I guess we would refer to it in these days and he was like super duper mean to me like really like shut me down, like try to put me in this box of like, you have to be a girl, you have to wear dresses, you have to like take care of the house. And like, I didn't want to do any of those things. Like I wanted to help run the businesses that my dad had built and now he died. So he basically was like so mean to me and, and like, I don't want to say abusive, but like almost in a way, like he was really trying to like make me question like who I was like, no, that's not who you are. Who you are is a girl who does X, Y, and Z and you have babies and you take care of the house and you do whatever, whatever, whatever. And, um, I didn't want to hear that. Eventually I went on for a couple years and when I was like 16 or 17 or 18, I ended up actually running away from home and I left all the money. I left like the castle. I left like everything behind. Um, he essentially like, ran me out on purpose. But I think he was like threatened by me is what she was saying and whatever. So I ran away and then I ended up going into, so funny, um, this like little town and I started with nothing. And then I started like the, all these little businesses to like make money. I was like selling like a, I don't know, coffee or like whatever for like one cent. Or, I don't know, whatever it was. I started all these like little side hustles, which is so sounds like my life this lifetime because that's exactly what I did like way back in the day and um you know to make a quick buck and I was like super smart and I could like see there was like a need in the market for something so I like created a a solution for that need in the market and then I would like walk around town and like sell that need to people and um I ended up like building my own little like businesses that were like pretty successful and like making my own money that lifetime but I was so scarred by that guy that stepdad being like you know, in control of me and like trying to push me down and push me in this box. I like never wanted to anyone else to have control over me basically. So I ended up getting married in that lifetime, which again was my husband from this lifetime. And 
he um like just wanted to like love me like he was like supportive of me like doing these independent things like wanted to have these like little businesses and make money and whatever and I didn't always want to be just like taking care of the house but he he wanted me to be able to like relax and like be a wife sometimes and just be loved and he wanted to like take care of me and I wouldn't let that happen I just always had like one arm's length away from him like one hand up against the wall like I always wanted to make sure I could do everything myself which sounds exactly like me in this lifetime sounds exactly like me in the New York City early 1900s lifetime and of course she didn't know any any of this she doesn't know anything about my life or me personally in this life and she definitely doesn't know anything about what the other psychic told me so um I just pushed him away pushed him away pushed him away I ended up having three kids that lifetime with him and he ended up leaving me in that lifetime he ended up I basically pushed him so far that he ended up just leaving and then I was like alone. I in that that whole lifetime, you know, my kids loved me, and I took good care of my kids and whatever, whatever, whatever. But um, I was actually really lonely in that lifetime because I was so like obsessed with being independent that I was like too far left to being independent, and actually didn't learn to like let anyone fully in. Now, if you know me really well in this lifetime, that is like exactly what has happened this lifetime like I got burned really bad like with you know not I'm sure like a lot of you guys did too with like ex-boyfriends and like my heart being broken my father committing suicide and it just like dawned on me listen bitch you can't rely on fucking anyone you need to make your own fucking money and don't ever think that anyone won't walk away from you because just when you think that they won't they will and they will leave your ass you know what I mean and um, that's been a big challenge in my current relationship because Max thinks I don't, like, let my guard down all the way. And I always have to be, like, you know, establishing dominance and, like, control and, like, independence. Well, like, you know, you can help me do this, but, like, just so you know, I don't need you. I don't need you. You have a problem with me? Fine. The door's right there. See ya. Like, and I've been working the past, like, several years on, like, becoming more vulnerable and opening up and, like, letting myself be taken care of and in her, like honing in on my feminine energy because I'm so good with masculine energy and too much masculine energy in a relationship doesn't work. Um, and so that lifetime just so resonated with me. And that's kind of, she brought it around for full circle about the trust thing. She's like, you know, this is, this is all goes down to trust. You're not trusting. You're not trusting. You're not trusting yourself. You're not trusting what the universe has planned. You're not trusting, you're not trusting your contracts. You're not trusting your spirit guides. Like you need to trust, 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 trust. Like you are exactly where you're meant to be in every second of every day, in every situation. You are, you, you know, you have to trust that you are exactly where you're meant to be. I was like, wow, mind blowing. So crazy. Okay. And then she's like, now I want to, I don't think this is, oh, and then I asked about cosmic origin, right? Because I, it just has, okay. So I just started learning this past like year, year and a half. I just started learning about extraterrestrials. Now, if you don't believe in them, that's fine. Don't care. This is my own belief system. This is what resonates with me as like the soul of Nancy. Um, and I don't care if you don't believe it. Honestly, it's okay. But just know there are billions of solar systems out there. And to think that we are the only intelligent life from billions. And they don't, I mean, there could be even more than that of different 
uh, solar systems, different planetary systems. I think that we're the only ones. I just think is think is like very small minded. Now I get it's so big and complex, it's hard to understand. But I think like being like you know I don't understand it all, but something resonates with me when I like read this information about these extraterrestrials or like read this information about space. Like you know, even my husband, who's as green as they fucking get, honestly. Even he thinks there's extraterrestrials, but only, and not in extraterrestrials like E.T. He's thinking like life in general, but he doesn't think it's necessarily at the time that's happening right now. But I know that time doesn't actually exist. It's something that we've made up here, and he hasn't really wrapped his head around that, and I can't really explain it, so it doesn't really get us anywhere we had that conversation. But anyway, okay, so I asked about cosmic origin, which basically means before you were on earth, where have you been? Like, where does your soul, like, where is your soul's home? Like, real home. And I know, like, Christians would ever like, it's in, it's in heaven. But, like, okay, really? Um, so, for me, I that's something I've been wanting. It's been resonating with me to find out that about my soul for a while. So, I needed to ask her that question in this reading because it's probably the only reading I'll ever get with her because she doesn't really do them very much anymore. I was like, okay, I got to ask about cosmic origin stuff. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And then she's like, give me one sec, you know, and she like goes into her little meditative state. And I had, I, I don't, I, up until this point, I hadn't really read up a lot about different uh, cosmic origins, but I did look at a list. It was a list of names, about 10 different names, you know, like reptilians and grays and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was just reading down the list. I'm just like, I'm just going to see if anything like pops out at me. So I'm reading on a list. I'm like, okay, like reptilians. I'm like, well, okay. Um, grays. Okay, cool. And then I'm like, Palladians. And I'm like, Palladians. That one. That one. Like, I don't know what they are. I don't know where they're from. I don't know what they look like. But that is me. And that just resonated with me so deeply. Didn't tell her that, okay? Did not tell her that. Never actually told anyone that ever until after this reading. I told my husband, and he called me nuts, and he told me not to tell you guys, but I'll tell you anyway. So never said it out loud before. I've never written it anywhere. Literally, I Googled different, you know, I Googled what the types were. Or maybe like someone put out a list or something and I looked at it and it jumped off the page at me. 1000% resonated with me. I was like, this is it. This is it. I don't know what they are, but that is me. So I asked her about cosmic or- or- origin and she, you know, goes into her little meditative state and then comes out and she's like, okay, very clear right away. You're Palladian. I said, oh, I fucking knew it. And she's like, yep, very clear. No doubt. No doubt there. I'm like, God damn, like. So I like love when I get reassurance that my intuition is on point. Like it just makes me like feel so good, you know, um, because I feel like I'm I'm like living in the moment. You know, I'm trusting. I like I'm trusting my soul and what my soul is telling me or my higher self or whatever, because like I am that person like you are every person you are every lifetime you've ever been. If you've been on Earth a thousand times like you are today in your body right now. You are all those people combined. So like if you've been off of Earth, if your soul has been off of Earth in a different system, a different planet, a different cosmic origin, you are still that person. You know, like they're just you're playing a different like role right now, but like you're still them and they are still you. And it's just it's kind of complex. And there's like all these different like um 
reality is happening actually at the same time, like parallel universes. Like I am her right now. And I mean, I've been men before in different lives too. So I know all these lives I'm talking about right now are women, but like I have been men before as well. Okay. So she's like, you're a Palladian. Very, very clear. I know you're like definitely a Palladian. And like what you did that lifetime. Oh my God, you guys, you just have to buckle up for this. Like if you've listened to me this whole entire time, you're probably as out there as I am. So this might be okay for you to hear. She's like, okay. And even I have a hard time wrapping my mind around some of this stuff. So just know that's not like I do have a hard time sometimes. Like I really do. But it just resonates with me so deeply. She's like, okay, you you were this Palladian. You wore um, this like red, like kind of like bodysuit. Um, you're very tall, fair skin, really light hair, blue eyes. Um, they kind of look like humans, but like more like taller, leaner. Uh, usually lighter, although some of them are darker. Um, and they are, they just look very uh, high vibration. They like are in like f- sixth, seventh dimension. Um, so they're much more spiritually connected. They can like communicate kind of without talking. They just kind of feel each other. Um, not like physically feel, but they can like feel the energy and emotion and conversation kind of happens that way anyway okay you guys so I was this commander (laughs) for the galactic federation and I was on this spaceship I know I know I know I know I know I was on this mothership and my job was to organize uh basically manage different teams of um what did they call it fleets fleets different fleets of spaceships that would go out on missions, mostly peace missions, um, to help, you know, peace, to help, uh, harmonize, to help, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I guess it would be negative things like war, but I was like, Palladians are much more like positive than I feel like we are down here in this like dense earth world. Um, which is changing though. We are like definitely shifting to a higher vibration right now. But, um, so I was, I was a commander I had no kids in that lifetime. I had no husband in that lifetime, but I was in charge of these fleets. And these fleets to me were like my babies. Every other Palladian that was inside these fleets of little tiny spaceships that were flying off to do these different missions, I felt like they were my children, right? I was always so like worried about them. I was up all hours, like checking on them, like until they got back to like the, the mothership. I know this is crazy. And I would be super stressed. I was a workaholic. This is this is her telling me, you were a workaholic. You were always working. Um, you were obsessed with work. You just like, you know, you took everything so personally, and like you wouldn't even allow yourself to basically rest. Like you would go to bed at bed at night and like think about it, and just you would just eat, li- live, and breathe. The taking care and being a commander to these fleets and these missions that they were on. And like that mission had to go perfectly. You had to do this, whatever, whatever. And then as soon as you would kind of get your feet underneath of you with the mission that was going on and you're like, okay, I got a handle on this. You would go to the higher ups and you would ask for another fleet. Okay. I'm ready to take on more. I'm ready to take on more. And then you would get another fleet going. You'd be super duper stressed. You're never living. You're never like taking any time for yourself. All you're doing is work, 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 worrying, 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 anxious, 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 need to get them home safely. I need to get this mission accomplished. Like this is a big deal. Like we need to help X, Y, and Z. We need to, you know, help this piece 
peace mission or whatever. And then I would get that fleet under control and I would ask for another one. And it just was this ongoing thing where I would just never let myself breathe. And I would just never let myself like do what I wanted to do. Like, you know, I don't know, whatever Pleiadians do, which I'm not really sure, but it was, you know, I don't know, whatever I like to do, take a walk, go to the park. Like these spaceships are apparently like as big as, they're just like gigantic. And there's like, you know, gardens in them and there's like all kinds of shit. From what I hear, I, I, I don't know. I have, feel like I have not like meditated and been on one or anything. I haven't like astral traveled there, but um, and that whole lifetime was like that apparently. So my Palladian self, she gave me her name. So I'm not going to say her name, but it was like interesting because I've never actually heard the name before, but, um, she told me to meditate on it and I did. And she's like, when you meditate, say this, say her name out loud. And I did. And like every fucking time I get like chills down my whole fucking body. It's like, bam, she's like, hello, right here. Can I help you? Like, it's just so crazy. But basically the point of that lifetime coming up, she, she brought it back to this lifetime. Um, not only with my work, but with my children, she's like this, she's like, this is going to sound weird, but just like in that lifetime, this lifetime, you have one kid, things are crazy. So much is out of control. You're trying to find your way, find your way, find what you're like, okay, 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 okay. Got it. Time to have another kid. Okay. Things are crazy. Things are out of control. You're trying to find your way, find your way, find your way. And then when you do it, you're like, okay, another kid. And she's like, that needs to stop. Like when you get to the point where like having two kids is plenty for you and you don't feel the need to have more, that's when you're going to be ready to have your third. And until that happens, I encourage you to, you know, really maybe not have another baby because this is like history repeating itself from like other lifetimes. And that resonates so deeply with me because that's what I do in business with starting new businesses. And that is what I do with kids. Like as soon as I got like Kenzie was like one and a half, I'm like, okay, I think I got this time to have another one. Don't want them to be spaced out too far. You know, it's like, okay, like that doesn't fucking matter. Like how spaced out they are. Who cares? You know, it's like, okay, well I got to keep my nanny. So like I have to have another baby. So like she has work, she has work and like, they can't be in school because then she won't have hours. And it's like, oh my God, like just would you just fucking like live in the moment and just sort of, like enjoy your kids for like who they are and what you already have. And then like, you know, be happy with that. And then if something happens later on, like then you can have another one later on. Like you're not going to have to come back into this whole lifetime over again. If you don't have a third kid, like, yes, there's a contract, but like you need to like do this like properly basically. And being fucking anxious all the time and stressed and like feeling like you're out of control and you're barely hanging on is like not how this should go. So basically she was like, I need you to call on your Pleiadian self when you need to get grounded and start like enjoying life. She's like, you'll work too much. You work too much. You work too much. You don't live in the moment enough. And you did the same exact thing as a Palladian. And she's like, you, you are more Palladian than you are human. I hope that you like realize that. I 1000% realize that. I very much resonate with that. And I mean, I think I've been on earth for a long time for many, 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 many lifetimes. So I think I've been Palladian for way more than that before. And I think I will be Palladian again after I kind of finish up with my missions here on earth. So she's like, you know, utilize this other part of your soul or your highest self um, as a Palladian because she is basically here to help you in this lifetime be more grounded, be more in the moment, smell the roses a little bit more, um, enjoy what life has to offer a little bit more outside of your missions. 
because you get so obsessed with your contracts and your missions. You're just so overzealous. Like you're just like, you just have to like fucking stop and smell the roses. And like, you're not, you're not doing that. And you need to utilize her in this lifetime to help you do that. And listen, you guys can think everything I just said was totally a made up story. Even if it is or was or whatever, that's irrelevant because what lessons I learned in being told those stories, whether fact or fiction, has changed the way I behave and think and my perspective and my, my energy every single day since. And that shit is fucking powerful. So like you can knock it. You can think it's nuts. You can think that I'm atheist I don't give a fuck honestly like this is what resonates with me and actually makes me a better person makes me a better mom a better wife a better friend a better trainer a better nutritionist like all of learning so much about my soul whether you think it's fact or fiction it's up to you you can take take it or leave it honestly honestly take it or leave it but I just, if this does resonate with you, I so highly recommend you diving in and doing this stuff for yourself because every single reading I've ever done has taught me something that's left a lasting impression on me and not in a negative way, in a positive way. Talk about spiritual growth. One of the easiest ways to grow spiritually is visiting past lifetimes because you learn so much about what you're doing this lifetime. Do you see all those examples I just gave you? And like, I didn't even go, you have to understand, all of this stuff together was like four or five hours. Like I, there's so much more information I haven't even touched on um, that just made everything more crystal clear that it was like 100% real to me and accurate and on point with my soul and my mission and my contracts. Like, dude, so for me, I mean, I'm just like a very spiritual, intuitive person. And like, I get it. Like people think that's so weird because I'm the science-based trainer, but like, who the fuck cares? Like, I'm so done with only being able to be one thing. Well, who is Nancy? I'm a lot of fucking things. I'm an intuitive I'm a coffee drinker. I'm a runner. I'm a trainer. I'm a dark chocolate eater sometimes. Uh, I'm a technology lover. I'm a music producer. Like, I'm so many things. I don't want to limit myself anymore to, like, one thing. And this is kind of why I struggle with, like, social media. It's like, I don't even, I don't even fucking want to do that anymore. Like, honestly. I just want to be who the fuck I am. And, like, that's it. And, you know, I don't know. So I think that's this is important for me to get to this point in this lifetime because I think it's important for me to like own my truth and to trust who I am, like really am on the inside. And if that makes other people feel uncomfortable, is that my problem or is that their problem? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but like I believe that Earth is ascending into a fifth dimension. We have been living in 3D and 4D, and I'm telling you, we are going into 5D. Like, I've been there. I've experienced it. I'm not there 100% of the time. I go in and out. I'm more of, like, high four if I had to, like, put a number on it. But, like, as a collective, we are all moving to 5D. Just like in many, many, many of my other lifetimes, I've been ahead of the curve. I have adopted things before it was widely accepted. This lifetime is no fucking different for me. And 
some of you guys get it. Like you feel it too. Like you're intuitive too, or you're empaths too, or you're psychic too. Like you get it when you, like when you meditate and you feel that shift of energy and your vibration and you feel the shift of the dimension, like what? Once you experience it, you'll never doubt it again because it's just, it's so crystal clear. You're like, wow. And the thing is, is I don't want to force anyone to, I mean, I, you can't make someone else awaken right? Like Max struggles with it. I don't even talk to him about it because it's like, I don't, I don't need to prove my case to anyone. And I don't want to try to force anyone into an awakening because you can't force someone into an awakening. They are on their own path, do it at their own time. I feel like I'm part of the group here on earth that are like light workers and that are here to raise a vibration. I feel like we get it and we got it early and we're like the first adopters. It's like the very first person to like jump from a Blackberry to an iPhone. Me, you know, like I'll be the first one to have it. And then like everyone else over the next six months or next six years, everyone's slowly going to transition out of Blackberries and into iPhones. And now it's like you think back, like, why would I ever hold on to my Blackberry? This shit's so much better on an iPhone. I get all these apps. I have this. I have that. It's like that's what's happening with 3 and 4D and 5D. Like, we are 5D so much better, so much freaking better. But people are holding on to 3D because they're scared, because they're fearful, that it's the unknown. It's like, so whatever. I don't even know why they're holding on to it. I guess probably a psychic could, you know, really explain that better than me. But my point is, if you've been listening for all this time, like, if you're interested in this stuff, dive in and explore it. Start consuming content of people that resonate with you. Um, start exploring your own past life regressions. Do your own YouTube meditation and let it take you into a past life regression. See what comes up. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What resonates with you? Is there a time period that resonates with you? If there is, dive into that. Maybe there's a sign there, something that you're supposed to hear or figure out or learn that's going to help you along your way in the path that you're on in this lifetime. We're all here for a reason. You all have work to do. You all have contracts to fulfill. Some of us aren't really doing our missions like well enough. We need a little bit of guidance and like motivation maybe to like get and do the, the mission that you're here for. Some of us maybe need help doing other things like me. Like I got the mission thing. Check, check, check. I'm on it. I'm going there. I've known since I was 20 years old exactly what I'm here to do. And I've been doing that professionally. But in my out of work, I need to stop smelling the roses. I need to get grounded. I need to work on my spiritual health. I need to meditate more. Um, and, you know, yeah, that was my my lessons through all of those uh, hypnosis sessions and past life regressions. So you guys asked me to do this podcast. Here it is. Um, hopefully I taught you something or it was interesting entertainment. And if this resonated with you, please go do one for you and tell me how it goes. I'll talk to you soon.